Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio production. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is my XO Kitsy. Hello. And somewhere, <laughs> jumping off on our own to the planet Kobol, is the uh, former president of the 12 Colonies in the podcast, Andrea. Come find me. Wait, I'm sorry. Former president of the 12 Colonies and former president of the podcast, or current president of the podcast and former... Like I would love to see you try to remove me from this podcast. <laughs> we have not yet been able to uh, remove her from her for office. That uh, yet of is very optimistic of you. I'm <laughs> not going nowhere. You do not commit to a peaceful transition of power. That's, oh. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh, I laughed the pain away. <laughs> What I do (laughs) for 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 context for those of you listening to this, we are recording this uh, the day after election day, as uh, as votes are still being tabulated and it's it's looking very close, and uh, we're all a little nervous about it. So we're going to try not to bring that energy into the show today. I, you know, I'm I'm not going to put too much uh, of a point on the fact that uh, my state was settled before the polls even opened and yours is still counting, so. I'm from Jersey, so that yours is just for you, Kitsy. We done been blue. Check out our pro Jersey episode of Left of the Dial this week. Is that this last week? week? Last, last week. week. <laughs> last it week. It was last week, yes. Time has no meaning. What nope. is time? Uh, it kind of has to have at least some meaning when you're producing uh, soon-to-be seven podcasts. Good Christ almighty. <laughs> I don't want to talk uh, about it. <laughs> and in case you're wondering what I mean by that, uh, Second Edition 1 is part of the Night Shift Radio Media Network, which you can Lies. check out over at... Uh, Lies and Slander. <laughs> What's that? Lies and Slander. <laughs> you can check that out over at nightshiftradio.com. And if you no, head you to the slash shows page... Uh, you can see all of the shows that uh, nope, we put out can't. here at Night Shift Radio. <laughs> it's, 
uh-huh. really love this no no energy you're bringing into the <laughs> typically it's yes and but this is this is no but <laughs> no but no buts here um but you can get your butt into some night shift radio merchandise <laughs> <if you> want. <laughs> damn very good. <laughs> Fucking transition ninja over here. <laughs> Flawless execution. And that's linked off of the uh, the, the, the store page on nightshiftradio.com. Or you can go directly to nsrad.io slash merch. Hell yes. Because it, it it's like radio. I did yes. that on purpose. <laughs> it really does. I visit it a lot. I visit it. Can you use the microphone? <laughs> I am using we it. Are, we are podcasting. <laughs> you always wait till I'm using it to ask me to use it. I'm. I love to talk into the microphone. I just have such a good time with y'all. I forget that this is. <laughs> Why was I? Oh, it's super easy to remember. I spend a lot of time as the merch store uh, clerk, and it is very rememberable. So check it out. I, I would like to call attention to two very specific things. One, uh, these new Left of the Dial shirts look fantastic with the updated logo. Yeah. So anyone thank you. Uh, did a great job. A left of the dial fan should check those out. And uh, two, of course, we have the uh, Ethan Kosak original yes. uh, Captain Adama's Oops All Meat cereal uh, that you <laughs> can only get from the Night Shift Radio merch store. I feel so. like we need to clarify it's not an actual box of cereal. But you will it, not be getting consumable food. Not Please, yet, do not it's eat. Not, Please do not, not eat anything that you purchase yeah. from us. All that said, previously on Battlestar Galactica. A lot happens in this episode. A whole lot. I have a one-word note, <laughs> but luckily it's enough for me to remember that it's Colonel Ty yelling, COBOL! <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, and I don't even remember. It's somewhere in the episode. I know that it, and I think it's... It's, like, it's at the very end. It's Yeah, it's toward the end, or at the end, as you just said. It's at the end of my notes for this episode. <laughs> I looked at that and I'm like... Why did I write COBOL in all caps with like peer, like exclamation points and question marks? Oh, that's got to be Colonel Ty. It's got to be. I hope, and nobody say anything if I'm making a very sad hope right now, but I hope the last word of this series is uttered by Ty, and I hope it is incredulous as always. It was all a dream! <laughs> <laughs> we it's were a- dead the whole time! Maybe the Cylons were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Fade to black. Uh-huh. I love that. What a good show that would be. But yes, the, the, this episode opens with uh, Dee giving a, a, a count of the number of people that had uh, jumped away in the, the previous episode following the president uh, on her adventure back to the planet Kobol, where she believes that as the dying leader predicted in the uh, scriptures of Pythia, that she will use the arrow of Apollo that Starbuck will bring, and she will find the tomb of Athena, uh, which will lead the way to Earth. There's a lot of ifs there, and a lot of very specific things that have to happen. Like, they have to you know, go back to Cobol. Starbuck has to make her way back, has to have the arrow, they have to find the tomb. All of these things, uh, also uh, hinging on her definitely being the dying leader predicted in the scriptures, and also the scriptures being real and not just scriptures <laughs> there's a lot going on just in that mm-hmm. but uh 24 ships eighteen thousand souls all joined the uh the president that's over a third of the fleet <laughs> yeah it is 
But Adama doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to know who he's lost. He wants to know what he's lost. Assets. It's he is. I'm fascinated by this man because he has the biggest heart and the softest touch. And he fleet is family to him. All of that is very true. But it is super easy to get kicked right out the family. Mm -hmm. Like he is not. It is. I was surprised by so many things that occur in these two episodes. I love that you specifically use the word family there and like his treatment of the, the whole fleet as his family. Because uh, Ty makes the comment, you know, morale is down throughout the fleet. The press is going wild. Families are being split apart. And he just says, don't talk to me about family. Mm-hmm. Ty's uh, like, because Yee! his son <laughs> was among those group, that group Aww. that jumped away. So, like, he knows, like, things are, things are not good for him. Mm-mm. But uh, speaking of Lee, uh, the first notes that I have for this are Lee's big speech. And what is that speech, Caleb? Uh, he's, he's thrown his support completely behind the, the president uh, and that his only priorities are the, the, the safety and completion of this mission. Basically, the, uh, uh, some of the, the higher-ups amongst the, uh, this rebel group, I guess we'll call them for now, the, uh, uh, the fugitives. The resistance. Is, uh, Time refers to. Oh, wait, are they the resistance? <clears throat> Who's the resistance? Oh, it's the guy's on. Never mind. Never mind. We're good. Sorry. Continue. Do you need a moment? No, I'm good. I'm just going <laughs> to hang out like this. <laughs> I would, I would argue technically all of humanity is the resistance at this point. That's true. Uh, so, uh, speaking specifically of Zarek and uh, his buddy, uh, Harry Morgan. I'm sorry, uh, Baggett. Uh, <laughs> I, I have him down here as shithead. Yes, he's definitely shithead. Um, I have to look up the, the the actor's name. I don't remember off the the top of my head again. But uh, anyone who watched the the series Dexter uh, would be familiar with uh, mm. the actor uh, as having played uh, Dexter's father, Harry Morgan. Uh, and there's actually a great scene in one of these episodes where he's giving like a very kind of like fatherly coaching sort of heart to heart with Zarek. And if you didn't know it was him, you would then, uh, because Fair. it's so like obviously like the same persona that huh. he's uh, that he puts on for this. Uh, ba, 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 ba. James Re- uh, Reamer, huh. uh, special guest star. Oh yeah, these uh, these fine gentlemen uh, are skeptical that Lee is actually on their side and not basically a plant for uh, the old man. Uh, and to, you know, to keep an eye on them and, and stop them uh, while Lee has proven repeatedly that he uh, is willing to basically throw his entire like, life and career and like, standing amongst the fleet away on a whim for something that he believes in. Mm-hmm. Would you say he's done it repeatedly? Ah! Yeah, I would actually. I think we're a little too generous with celebrating the the wordplay sometimes. That was like that was okay, but I think you can do better. So they're talking about the plan, <laughs> and Alosha drops the bomb. Some of us will die down there, and, and everyone's like, "Oh!" Dumbledore's like, "It might be me." <laughs> Why does he look like that? He's the only one. I don't understand why there's a wizard in the room. 
There is a wizard in the room. There's totally a wizard in the room. That's going in the notes. What does he do? But, like, very seriously, people, you don't just show up to set and wear whatever, usually. Typically, there's a plan, right? So people made that decision, possibly together, to put that man in wizard robes. I don't (laughs) understand it. I like to think they were filming a wizard movie <laughs> like next door and he just kind of wandered over and no one noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Abed on a uh, Cougar Town. Is it? He briefly has a speak uh, a speaking part in this too, I think. I think he says one line like he yells from the the background as there's like a You shall balloon. not pass. <laughs> <laughs> How many angry nerds just rolled like sat up in a sweat from sleep because I quoted the wrong wizard man. Wait, which wizard man was that? Sensed it. Uh, Gan James Gandolfini. James oh. Gandolfini. Where is that? Where's James Gandolfini? James Gandolfini the Gray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a long episode. No, because that's all I want to talk about now. We could end it now. I'm obsessed with James Gandolfini the Gray. And that's the, uh, who that is, standing in the background. Yep. <laughs> the character name's wrong. Uh, James Remar's character is Meyer, which means that Baggett might actually be the wizard, which is... That is... Definitely a wizard Stop. Name. <laughs> That is Bilbo Baggett, and I'll hear nothing else about it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I have a very important question for all of us. Oh, goodness. What would your wizard name be? Oh, oh. no. Surprisingly, I haven't put much thought into this. Yeah. I am shocked about that. I actually. opened my mouth as if I knew what was going to, like, something was going to come forth without having to think about it, but I don't know. Kitsy? Well, the great Kitsini, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Which is less of a wizard and more of like a turn of the century magician. Which is the prestige, also pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that movie's so good. So yeah, good. Yeah, that's great. Caleb? Hot Dog's name is Brendan Costanza. Brendan Hot Dog Costanza. Yep. Sorry, but that's not your wizard name. That's, that's, no, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer. Uh, I'll have to get back to you on that. Well, uh, those of you listening, please tweet at us and tell us what our wizard name should be. Um, and then we will legally change our names to those no, names. Yeah, we we absolutely will not. We will. It's legal. I said it. That's a legally binding contract. Mine has something to do with. I like to think that that your wizardry is that you start a spell and then you get distracted halfway <laughs> through and finish a different spell and then just weird shit happens constantly. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so the uh, the character who's uh, listed as Baggett in this uh, transcript finds himself like going down a very very sound logical path of saying like, well, you know, what about the Galactica? We we should arm ourselves so, you know, in case they try to jump in here and destroy us, we can defend ourselves. And Lee's like, you go right ahead and try that, buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, please. <laughs> if you think that you're going to have a chance against Galactica, you go right ahead and try. Pop a Dama in the crew. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. If Galactica wanted to jump in there and wipe them all out, there is not a damn thing they could do about <laughs> it. Which, like, Lee makes that point, and it's absolutely correct. But... It's also kind of absurd to even entertain the notion that even at his, like, angriest and most willing to lash out, Adama would destroy a third of the fleet just because they went somewhere else. Exactly. That he didn't want to go. 
with the Astral Queen, like, we've seen what Adama does. It would have been very easy to wipe everybody on the Astral Queen out, no problem, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they think, now that his son is on board, that they would be any more, that he would be any more, uh, like, although he is full of rage, just. Oh, he's angry. So full. Seething. He's furious. Uh, part of me wants to say, ah, uh, you know, this, it's it's not really like an accurate scenario, so it's bad writing, but I will like stop myself and say that it actually it it, it is realistic. It's just these people are stupid. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> and that's realistic. And if we've learned nothing in the last four years, but especially I would say in the last forty eight hours. Four years that people are very stupid. Groups of people in a crisis situation, mm-hmm. uh, Battlestar Galactica accurately shows us what happens. Yes. Yes. You have yeah. terrible leadership like, uh, like uh, Crashdown. Good uh, God. You have uh, insane mob mentality like uh, Mr. Be- Bilbo Baggett here. <laughs> <laughs> and people with no business being in, I think you said that part already, but I just want to make fun of Birch or whatever his name is for being so bad at his job. <laughs> Oh, the, uh, we'll get to him. So we, we cut to, uh, to Zarek and Shithead, uh, looking at, that's how, that's who he is in my notes, and that's fair. how he yeah. stays. It's fine. I'll um, and, and they're, they're, they're looking at a, a, a Dreda's console, and they see an incoming ship, and they're like, we, you know, the Astral Queen's got weapons, we need to take it out quick before it gets us, and blah, 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 and Zarek's like, I'm not sure about that, and the guy, Shithead's like, yeah, no, we, we definitely need to, and you know, Rosalind pops over and is like, what's what's going on? And and the guy's like, oh, it's fine. We have a scary situation. We have it under control. And he's like, she wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Shithead. <laughs> uh, and they're they're trying to figure out what to do about it. But then over the wireless. Oh, shit. Starbuck. It's Starbuck. Hello. 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 It's me. Starbuck. Anyway, no one answers her. But she's just like, hey, it's Starbuck. And I'm like, oh, good. It's Starbuck. And she's like, hello. Hello. Operator. You, you know, you have to push the button to talk. Operator. Operator. We auto baby eats a boy. That <laughs> yeah, that that commercial comes up far more <laughs> way, frequently way than more I often ever than have expected it to. Yeah, especially as compared to other commercials at the same time, huh? Yeah. I can think of no others from the same time actually. And well, like, there was you, avoid the noid. It's true. almost impossible to explain the context to anyone who wasn't <laughs> alive in that time period too. Yep. Like, first of all, landlines. Second, like, what? what's long distance? A you collect had to pay call? To call? Collect call? Why wouldn't you just text? Wait, so so you're telling me that I could call someone and they'd have to pay for it? <laughs> Only well, if they agreed. Uh... I would argue that when you call someone, you both pay for it. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all remember 10103211? I do. Yeah, but what? What is it? It's in my brain. What's 1010321? There was a bunch of them. So, 1010220. So, Starbuck. uh, Starbuck lands on the ship. Uh, They bring her in. Uh huh. (laughs) That's going to bother you the rest of the night. Yeah, I know, but y'all both punished for this. I can't even figure out how the middle of sentences work. So, yep. So, Starbuck lands. uh, It's a normal She shows up. What? What? (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) What'd you say? What do you say? What happened? Man, these friendship bracelets, I don't have anybody to give them to now. No, I guess this is left of the dial, because this is just you two now. Starbuck lands on the ship. 
With our I missed raider. something and I'm upset that yeah. no one will tell me what I it know, is. I know, it hurts, don't it? C- Caleb was just agreeing with me not knowing how to be a, have a brain. And so I was acting indignant. <laughs> and now he's taking the elevator down. <laughs> okay. I just got to get something from the basement. I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> Our corporate headquarters has many floors. <laughs> so... Now it's a sinking ship. I, like, I think he's sinking. <laughs> I'm going to pull my headphones out. I think we officially need a podcast where we just get to bullshit about whatever to get some of this energy out because it keeps spilling into our other podcasts and making them hard to edit. What do you know about what's hard to edit these days? Oh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I got a lot of... Uh, get a little big for your britches over there, aren't you? I got a, a little... You, you uh, had two episodes and all of a sudden you're you're the fucking expert, huh? I got a little... Uh, edder- is So Starbuck mm-hmm. shows up. Oh, my God. And uh, she sees Lee and they have a little smooch. It's nice to see you too, Lee. Lee's got some some weird repressed feelings that we we saw start to come out in uh, the last like well really in like every interaction they have. <laughs> <clears throat> Meanwhile, Starbuck found love back on Caprica, so With a she's Cylon. not coming back and planting one on Lee first thing. It is, and also it is possible to love more than one person at the same time, Caleb. It is, but I, she doesn't love Lee. That's lovely. <laughs> I I That's really want two. that to be true for the boomers, um, but I think for Starbuck, and <laughs> I can see you. I'm not looking directly at you, Caleb, but I can see you. Um, Starbuck has literally just left. Yeah, the man who's not dead that she thinks is dead and also i was trying to remember if when she left there was any kind of unresolved anything with the two of them but they would point to that she was boning uh ball boning baltar um i mean who isn't i mean that's a good point there's a merch idea it's boning baltar (laughs) (laughs) she can figure uh anders her uh her dog tags and kind of did the whole like i promised to come back for you i said i would and i will and, like, that to me speaks a little more than, like, I'm going to, like, you wait here for me. I got I got a captain to go see. Yeah. And it's just Lee is very presumptuous going into Lee's, this. So. Presumptuous is a good word to describe Lee. So they're having their moment. <laughs> and everything's cool. Nothing's, nothing's possibly going to go, oh, my God, it's Sharon. <laughs> that was good. She has not figured out how to make an entrance that will not get her almost murdered. You'd think by now, Sharon would know not to just pop into places. Because she, like, it, this comes up a few times in the next two episodes. She keeps just being like, like, I'm not going to wait for people to explain. I'm just going to be like, by the way, you know, Lee pulls a gun and there's a standoff and Hilo pulls a gun on Lee and, you know, drop your weapon, sir. <laughs> Random ass, like, uh, one of Zarek's guys, I think, also pulls his gun as though, like, he's going to do something. Yeah. No one invited you to this. Yeah. <laughs> no one asked you, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> I think they're all named Jerry. <laughs> and, you know, Hilo wants to know, like, what's going to happen to Sharon before, you know, standing down because he's very concerned about her. And, you know, Rosalind's like, okay, we'll put her in a, in a holding cell. She's not going to be harmed, blah, blah, blah. 
And <laughs> I I love this because I, I didn't I, I didn't realize this until this line where Hilo says, you know, should we do what the nice lady says? And Lee says, she's the president of the colonies, you moron. Because <laughs> uh-huh. Hilo has no idea about yeah. that. He has missed out on so much. Yeah. He's missed out on everything that's happened. Like, he has no idea what the government is like. And by extension, like, they don't know who the fuck he is because he died on Caprica as far as his fellow uh, soldiers know. So That's a good mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Huh. And, uh... Everyone stands down, and Rosalind, always one to keep her word, throw her up the airlock! Mm-hmm. Uh, to which Hilo is not fucking happy. And of cause... course, uh, as you would expect, you know, the, the Sharon uh, is, you know, yelling, like, that wasn't me, and, like, trying to, to make them understand, and Hilo is like, you, you can't do this, and, like, he starts appealing to Starbuck, who, uh, like, had her own very similar moment a few episodes ago on Caprica, mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. like, she had to come to this understanding, and he's like, Starbuck, you got to tell her, you got to explain. And Starbuck's like, mm, but like, is yeah. it really that bad if we just you know, a little, a little push? And Sharon yells out, I know how to find the tomb of Athena. Do you? And Rosalind realizes, we might need her, actually. And then says to, to Zarek, there's a pause here that's significant. She says, is there some place where that young woman and I can speak? And you can see that she's kind of changing her mind a little bit. She starts to say thing. Yeah, she does. And I think she has to remind herself of, like, you know, she she's vocally been opposed to that in the past and, like, can't let herself fall into it, like, now, at least not in front of other people. Well, and it shows how quickly fear can make the more monstrous parts of you kind of come to the surface. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Rosalind is a little bit of a wild card more than I realized originally like that turn how like how quick she was to lie to Hilo about whether or not Sharon would be harmed mm-hmm. her willingness to when she says uh in the episode prior I'm pulling the religious card yeah yes. it's not like the most tactful way to say that she's not saying I'm going to you know lean on the fact that I have this whatever that is important whatever she's just like i know it's gonna work so i'm gonna do it i don't give a shit and she does Poor face when she says that too <laughs> oh well and then but i thought you believed well that's exactly it and then we didn't talk about this in the last episode but when she but i think it's worth mentioning she pulls the religious card and then when she goes to meet all of the the people who are on the on whatever ship they're on um when she leaves the meat locker and she has to give them all her blessing. She is not cool with doing it at all, which I understand. But she was super cool pulling the religious card in the first place. Mm-hmm. So she's a little more. I always say that like Rosalind makes the right call and I trust her and blah, blah, blah. But she's like a little more hasty, I think, sometimes than I realized originally. That's politics, baby. <laughs> That's what she's they say. Also, she's got a little bit of a cutthroat streak, too. Like mm-hmm. she... Is generally pretty even keel and and thoughtful, but like she will do what she thinks has to be done. Sometimes the consequences be damned. So. Well, if you remember back to, to the episode with Leoben, I was just how that. quickly she went to throw him out the airlock. Yep, there too. Like this is this is not uncharted territory for her. It's true. So we we go back to the Galactica. Yes, but after uh, after Starbuck reveals that she does in fact have the arrow. Mm. Oh yes, uh, in the uh, the the. 
it's it's like what I've seen artists carry their their portfolio rolled up in just like a, a, a zip top tube, uh, but the way she's got it slung over her shoulder and containing the arrow of Apollo, it's a great little metaphor for a metaphor metaphor for a quiver. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I like that. I just realized you could also use those to transport those really long sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't wasn't yesterday National Sandwich Day? Was I it? It was. I think it was. I think it was Election Day yesterday. Well, I remember this because somebody posted on Twitter about how uh, the Democrats have never lost an election on National Sandwich Day, which was November third. I love stuff like that <laughs> so much. Like, <laughs> you think people vote happier, and then therefore more more democrat leaning when they've had a good sandwich i mean i definitely would have been happier had i eaten a sandwich yep judges i'm always happier after a sandwich harsher sentences the closer you get to lunch oh my god i believe that just like fucking get it over with i'm Mm -hmm. hungry yep i believe that hey speaking of hungry we're back on the galactica and uh, adama's just cracking open walnuts he's not eating them (laughs) no he's just cracking them open bare hands just yeah two in a hand and just squeeze Yep. Do not fuck with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely don't put your nuts in his hand. <laughs> listeners, listeners, I need you to know this is an editor note. I, I know that I shouldn't have let that pass. I know. <laughs> but. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, he and Ty, they've got a decision to make. Uh, well, Ty they're, they're, thinks they have a decision to make. <laughs> the, their CAG up and uh, took off, having already commanded mutiny and been, you know, spending all of his free time in the brig. He decided to uh, commit a, a further act and help a, a, a deposed former president become a fugitive and escape from the fleet. And despite the fact that they know exactly where they are and could go back and get them if they want, mm-hmm. they stubbornly refuse to. And so it's time to pick a keg, but uh, it's kind of slim pickings. Yeah, there's uh, there's not another Apollo in the pile, <laughs> as they no. point out. But uh, uh, I mean, it turns there's out, also only like twelve pilots to begin with. Yeah, and Starbucks gone. So like, that's the obvious choice, right? Hell yeah! Not only is she not there, but like she also disobeyed a direct order and mm, like true. took off on yeah. the president's errand. So like, yeah, she did mutiny. She's not exactly on anyone's. Well, no, she didn't. She didn't list. mutiny, but she's AWOL for sure. Yes, yes. Well, and she stole a ship. Military asset. There we yeah. go. Thank you. Grand Theft Cylon. <laughs> My favorite Fallout Boy song. <laughs> but uh, Ty's surprised when Adama. Uh, has already picked a CAG as uh, what's his name? Uh, Blankerson walks in the room. Birch. And Birch. Birch. Walks in the room and, and Adama's like, we need to pick a new CAG. And he's like, oh, who's it going to be? Like, why the fuck do you think you're there, Hoss? <laughs> you're not here for your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Ty's kind of, huh? Really? This fucking That guy? sack of potatoes? <laughs> This secondary character we've never seen before. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, who is this guy? So, uh, so yeah, they, they, 
you know, Ty's like, I'm, I'm not sure about this. And, and he's like, well, it's your call. I'll support you. Which is nice. Which is nice. You know? But does he really? I mean, he tries. He tries so hard. But does he really? I mean, Birch is dumb as a brick, though. You kind of can't blame him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he does not oh, want thing right. Oh, my God. His name? His name is George. George Birch. His call sign? It's Catman. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Catman. Catman. That's... Like Batman, but Catman. But with a cat. Or like Catwoman, but a man. Or like yes. Nightman, but a cat. Or like Dayman, but a cat. Ah! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would argue more like Nightman because Nightman has those. Uh, oh, he's got the eyes. Yeah. yeah. Cat like reflexes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> George. To it's always Sunny Thon. Champion of the sun. Catman. Cat I can't. I really need a minute. <laughs> I can't. I can't. How with is. This. I, hot dog's bad, but. At least it's because he was running his mouth and Starbuck had to tell him what's what. Catman. I think hot dog's good for him, for who he is as a person. He's a hot dog. Yeah. It's also, like, it's off-putting because we already know about Cat, whose uh, call sign apparently just comes from her last name being Katrain. Oh. Cat. Maybe that's why he's Catman. He came in and he's like, I want to be Cat, too. And they're like, we already got a cat. We already got a cat, bud. He's, he's like, like I got to be Catman. That won't get confusing. Catman, I guess. And then, of course, we have Emmett Sweetness Jones. Sweetness? Who's Sweetness? sweetness. Who's That's coming so up good. with these? <laughs> I think Sweetness is the uh, the pilot that we encounter later that uh, don't do so good. Oh, mm. poor Sweetness. Anyway. Anyway. We move on. There's a press conference. Adama's there. I Okay, I'm so sorry. And this will also get cut. But just so everybody knows what's in my head, because it's just a nice little image that I'm having a good time with, is I heard Sweetness, and I thought Sweetums, like the big walk-around Muppet that I love so much, and now he's a pilot on Battlestar. Like, can you see him in one of the in one of the Vipers, right? Come on, it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's just, uh, uh-oh. See, I heard Sweetness, and I thought, whoa! <laughs> You're just trying to win the Caleb vote tonight. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to win the Caleb vote or kill him, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought uh, when you said Sweetums uh, that you were going to go the Parks and Rec route. Me too, oh, actually. that's good too. But yeah. Sweetums is my favorite Muppet, so he's he's just uh, always... Who's your least favorite Muppet? Um, you're asking the wrong person this question because I will, will do, we will decide this now in this moment. Um, it I'm is... not particularly fond of the, uh, the Eagle guy. Sam the Eagle is a good good one not to love. He's a little yeah. little too hyped up on America for my my liking. Um, it's probably yeah or a scooter. Doc no no Doctor T is pretty good anyway. So there's a press conference. Pepe LeBron's a little uh, racist. I've, I'm sorry. I love Pepe. But, like, you know what I mean? He's like, a King Braun, okay? <laughs> okay, but if you're encouraged to do that accent, you know what I mean? There's, like, something 
Cajun. He's Cajun. I. He's <laughs> like just like crawdad. Just like just like the glass shark. Yeah, exactly. And we've we're not allowed to talk about glass shark anymore. I talk about glass shark all I want. I, I'm just saying, if we're Swedish chef, not my least favorite. One of my favorites. Oh, he's the best. Sweetums is, but okay. I, oh, I'm sorry. So Muppet cast. So so Swedish chef's not racist. No. All right. <laughs> Swedish isn't really what, a race. Whatever, jingoist. D- no. <laughs> I mean, no. The Swedes are doing fine. Okay, they're doing fine, but like, literally, the the whole point of him is to make fun of their language. Yeah, because it sounds silly. I'm Scandinavian. I can say it. How do you know the Swedish chef isn't actually Swedish, huh? Because if he was, he'd speak actual Swedish. Oh, you speak so Swedish? there's a press conference on the Galactica. <laughs> hey, 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 guys. Menomena. Why? Oh. Why does? Why does Norway have barcodes on all their ships? So there's a press conference on the Galactica. Because when they when they come back to port, they can scan the Navy in. It's really good. So there's a press hey. conference on the Galactica. <laughs> Why don't ants get sick? Because <laughs> they've got tiny little antibodies. <laughs> You're gonna make Caleb quit the pod. Oh, yeah. he's throwing it. <laughs> no! Caleb, no, we need you! <laughs> I'm going to allow that one. <laughs> but we have to move on. Okay, fair. Yes, yes, uh, Cap- Captain Commander. Yes, Commander. So the press conference on the Galactica. Thank you. And uh, Adama's, basically the, the tone of it is, you know, f- fuck all them other people. This is the fleet. We're not, you know, we're not going after them. We're going to move on. There's no one that can't be replaced, which is... I mean, that's a big statement for someone whose, like, literal child has gone away with the other half of the fleet. That's a, that's a, that's a bold move. But as they're leaving, someone calls out, hey, is it true that you just made the whole Earth thing up and it's just a rumor and you're lying to us and whatnot? And Adama's like, how, how fucking dare you? You know, freedom of the press. And, Ty, and, and then Ty takes the, uh, the kind of the, the, uh, the press handler role and goes, we're done here. And leads that, Dom out of the room. That press person, press agent, what do you call them? Reporter. Oh, yeah. That reporter <laughs> says it the way, like, it, it's as if he made it up himself. He sounds to me like an ex who's been wronged and has a chance to call the person out in public. Like, it, the, the delivery there is so personally offended and accusatory. That I was it's like, been all over Talk Wireless. Yeah. yeah. I've heard lots of people say it. Lots of people say... That Earth is a hoax. Oh, no! Many good people are saying it. <laughs> Many good people all through the fleet. All Help. the best people. Help! We have the greatest fleet. <laughs> and all the best people in the fleet say the Earth is a hoax. My soul is shrinking. The commander, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, I particularly appreciate the uh, the exchange between Adam and Ty as they're you know leaving this press conference. And, of course, the journalists are all yelling questions at the same time as... They want to do, which never makes sense to me. Like, like, how is that effective? One anyway, at a time. When has not, anyone ever turned around and answered a question after they started walking away? Yeah. Or also, like when 37 people are yelling questions at them at once, 
Like, how do you even process it? I like, I just shut down immediately. I'd be like, what? Yeah, no, this isn't happening. See you later. Uh, but anyway, as they're they're leaving, um, Saul goes to kind of like guide uh, Adama out of the room because Adama's still very obviously visibly in pain, and he's like, "Get your hands off of me!" And <laughs> he's like, "Why don't you calm down?" And uh, Adama's like, "Yeah, remind me not to do that again." It always looked easy enough when Rosalind did it, and like. Like it's one of those little ways that you can see him kind of like maybe things aren't so great right now. This, when this Ty's is not telling what I had you to calm mind. down, you know it's yeah, trouble. You know you done fucked up. When Ty is the voice of reason. I love how unruffled Ty is by Adama saying, Get your hands off me. He's just mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. All right, pal. Like, let's let's relax. And then we cut to uh Baltar and Six. Or Baltar's just kind of waxing nostalgic about some bullshit. <laughs> I I actually have this noted for the second episode uh, of the two-parter, but it's relevant because he does it here too. Gaius is like nine times out of ten when like you just see Gaius, like whether he's the, the main focus of a scene uh, or not, he's just kind of standing around pretentiously smoking. Yeah. <laughs> That's his move. Staring off. That's new for this season, though, right? Like, season one, he wasn't quite so pensive, I think. No. I feel like it it, it does seem to be a very new thing, and I wonder if it's it's coming along with his his newfound religion. Mm. He's Mm. he's contemplating the deeper truths of God. That's so funny. (laughs) He he just smokes pretentiously and watches everyone and judges them and... Talks to the Cylon in his head. It's so weird. He's just kind of off in his own little fucking world. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's telling this like kind of nostalgic little story, uh, and um, Six makes the point like you're beginning to see humans the way and the way we see them because he's talking about the you know the the complexities of life and just like the way he observes people, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like you know why am I beginning to see Cylon faces everywhere mm-hmm. like. Kind of like a little bit of like a paranoia sort of thing. And she's like, you get yourself far too worked up about these things. They have it. They do have it easy, though, don't they? It's like, why are you talking like I'm not one of them? She is just constantly fucking with his head. Is Baltar a Cylon? Have I entertained this idea before? I'm sure that I you have. You absolutely have. Have I, I seriously I don't think there's entertained anyone that it? You- yeah, exactly. I don't think there's anyone that you've conclusively cleared. Uh, That's a good point. Is is there anyone to this point that you know for sure in your heart is not a Cylon? Is not a Cylon? Um, I think Tyrrell is probably... Oh. No, I guess not. If I had to guess right now, I think Hilo... Well, yeah, I, I'm clearing Hilo right now because he and Sharon are pregnant, and we think that you need human sperm to to make a half Cylon baby. Yeah, I, I feel like, especially because Hilo was the the focus of of all their plans. Is Hilo a himbo? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just that, that's sure. a, that's a good point though because it'd be <laughs> he's it, a himbo. It'd be. It'd be weird if they were focusing on Hilo, even though like they would know he was a Cylon. Because if he was a Cylon, they'd know, right? It's not like there are Cylons that don't know who the other Cylons are, right? At least not misdirection. Are you? I would think. 
amongst the the group that's on the planet. Like that's part of the invasion force, and they they probably all know each other, right? I would think. Yeah, I would imagine they they like with with Sharon, they'd have to program out who um, who other Cylons are, which is interesting because the the one that uh, the one that's with with them now, the one that just came back with Starbuck and Hilo was part of that invasion fleet on Caprica, and therefore, shouldn't she know who Cylons are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In theory? Like, shouldn't she be able to point them all out? Yeah. I mean, would she... Would it do her any good to, though? It'd definitely keep her alive if she could be like, I'll tell you who the Cylons are. Oh. Better keep me around, because that guy could be a Cylon, and I'd tell you if he was. That's a good point. But if you kill me, you won't know. Or, perhaps... Uh, perhaps she only knew about yeah. like six and and uh, that's what I'm wondering. Does she only know Doral? Because those were the two on the planet. Maybe maybe just like the other Boomer, they've like erased some of her knowledge. Well, she or... would know about Simon as well, right? That's the name Simon. Yeah, she would know about Simon. Well, so what do we know about what they remember once? Because she's new-ish, right? Because she says like I remember. She says something that like like she has all of. Boomer Sharon's memories prior to her coming to being. Yes. So, because she didn't know that Boomer was shot, she had to find out that they killed other Boomer. Right. Mm-hmm. So, she should know all of the Cylons that that Boomer knows. Which, as far as we know, wait. Well, that well, I, which Boomer? I so, guess we don't know. So the Boomer on Galactica, the one that's dead now, um, didn't find out. That she was a Cylon and who any of the Cylons were until long after the Caprica Sharon, the was one that's with the fleet now, the... was was like active. So mm-hmm. I think I think the, the so so my 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 gut instinct here is that that uh, the Sharon we're dealing with now, her uh, her memories from you know Sharon Prime, we'll call her, uh, lead up to the the Cylon attack, but but not. After, so she knows everything for, uh, that Sharon knows up to the attack would and be my so guess. The only Cylons we've seen her see are and know are in that one scene when we see copies for the first time of Leo Ben Six and Doral. Doral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess it is possible they're the only ones. And like you said, now she's seen Simon, right? Yeah. So it's possible that she doesn't know. Yeah. Be- but only because we don't know for sure how exactly how the memory stuff works, right? Yeah. But it's it's, but it's I could, only twelve. But I could see well, I could see them erasing that from her memory because she's gonna be in cahoots with the humans essentially. Well, and she even says it doesn't work like that. I'm not wired in, and that caught me this time through as like, does she mean that they're not all wired, or that she specifically isn't currently wired in that's, to whatever that network is? That's a good question. But we have multiple Dreda's contacts, so we're gonna go ahead Ruh-roh. and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the other half of this uh, first half of the two-part episode, Home. So uh, stay tuned. You're listening to a Night Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition 1 as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica, one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod Herocast, 
guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. Mana mana. Do 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 do. So say we all. Do 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 do. So say we all. Do 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 do. That's how we're coming back from the break, I guess. And we're back. Why are there so many songs Cylons? about Cylons <laughs> on the other? I got nothing. Meat. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay. So. <laughs> Sharon's are Cylons. <gasps> Sixes and illusion. And Baltar's. I, I want to stop this, but I also don't. To hide. No, this is getting good. <laughs> That's all I got. So, <laughs> no, I'm done now. Seriously. Amazing. No, okay. That's it. That's it. So. It keeps us. Okay. Elosha has one of my favorite Stargazing? Like almost Like almost possible throwaway line Like if you're not really paying attention uh, As the uh, The uh, Kind of leaders of this group that are That are going to go back to Cobol and they're going to You know find the tomb find the way to earth Like uh, as they're having a conversation about You know can we you know can we trust The Cylon shouldn't we just kill her Um and you know Rosalind you know, protecting her, and like you know she she says that she's she lo- you know she loves uh, Lieutenant Agathon, and she's got a baby, and you know she's on her side, uh, and uh, shithead as uh, as Kitsy put it, uh, is like who cares what she says? We can't believe a, a word of any of them. Uh, and Aloysia just out of nowhere, well the scrolls of Pythia do speak of a lower demon who helped the people in a time of crisis. <laughs> yep. A lower oh. demon. What? That's, that's convenient. <laughs> it's also cr- like that's, just demons. You think you'd mention, y'all keep your eye out for a lower demon. Also, Cylons are not lower. I mean, Cylons, Cylons <laughs> presumably have a hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, and... I don't think that the Sharon model is necessarily at the top of it. No, she's a weak model. But in the end, she'll something something about her mission. She's a a weak model, and uh, she also seems to be kind of a throwaway by the rest of them. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like they, they they just keep throwing Sharon's at the human problem to see like Oh my it's, god, is that why there's stick. so many copies of her? Because she's like more like oh, It's like that's always sunny. That's Charlie work. <laughs> that's that's Sharon work. She's the Charlie of the group. <laughs> Sharon the Charlie of the group? Yeah. Oh god. Um I I do always find it super fascinating when um a plot line is being driven by something like a scripture or a prophecy or something like that, where there's there's quite a bit to, to draw from. It's a whole narrative, a whole story, uh, which makes it very convenient to, in times like this, just say, oh, well, there's a demon right right here. See? It says did that I, the whole time. It's, it's always said that. 
Yeah. I've just never thought to mention it until now. She's scribbling in the book. It's just, I thought, I saw Lower Demon. Like, that's your handwriting. And then there's a demon. Lower Demon. Time of crisis. See? It's been here the whole time. Lower Demon is such a funny phrase. It also ties in well with the Guardian Devil, a recent story. Um, Ah. Thank you. Of the Storyteller series. The Guardian Devil. And what is that? What's a guardian devil? It's what's, like a guardian what's angel. Just, what's the storyteller series? What is that? It's a podcast on our network. Oh. Featuring original fiction from lots of wonderful authors and then fully produced voice actor cast sound production. Good. It's good. So you'd, you'd say it's kind of like old time radio hour. I would say it's kind of like old time radio. Oh, that's fascinating. Thanks. Rosalind actually uh, shows a little bit more of her ruthlessness here uh, where, like, you know, they're, they're arguing about what to do with the Cylon. And she's like, well, look, I told her if we, you know, unless we return from Kobol with a map to Earth, then uh, we're putting Agathon out the airlock. <laughs> and Meyer's like, is that true? Because <laughs> they like he like he wants to see someone killed. Like, <laughs> he's pretty anxious for someone. He just to wants die. anyone to fucking die. It's uh-huh. <laughs> like it doesn't matter if it's true. She believed it. That's what I mean about fucking what's her name, Rosalind. She will do anything. She's turning into the what Ty is, what the brig is to Ty. The airlock is to Rosalind. Why aren't you in the airlock? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why aren't you out the airlock? Oh, yeah, you're right. But we alluded earlier to a, a scene of a of a pilot not doing so well and uh, of uh, Birch maybe not being so good at being CAG. Uh, and he sucks are, at it. He sucks mm-hmm. real bad. He's he's pretty terrible. He's uh, like, I think he's worse than if they just didn't have one. They, I mean, they could have <laughs> CAG by committee. And yeah. it would have it would have worked out better. In fact, that's now what the C stands for: Committee of the Air Group. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they're uh, practicing a they're practicing uh, the boom booms. A, a couple of kind of routine maneuvers. Uh, so they they found an asteroid, uh, and this time around they're they're like practicing attack runs. So uh, strafing with their guns, and then. You know, letting go a, a couple of missiles and then getting the frack out of there. Like, just kind of quick attack runs. Um, and Hot Dog is, is getting ready for uh, for his uh, go at this. Uh, and Cat also thinks that she might be uh, next in line. Uh, but Cat's kind of having some radio issues, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, Hot Dog gets uh, gets clear to uh, to make his, his run. And... Cat's radio into to the CAG to Birch uh, to get approval to make hers, uh, but because there's some disconnect on the radio, uh, she thinks that he gives her the all clear when really he's basically telling trying to tell her to shut up because he's giving hot dog clearance and it's just it's a whole big hullabaloo and uh, we almost lose Cat here. The timing of that I have never seen audio get like malfunction on this show right. And so my thought was that there was some kind of Cylon interference trying to stir up trouble for whatever reason, but obviously I couldn't say for sure, and I don't know how close the Cylon would have to be to be able to do that. Then I was thinking back to one of the earlier episodes when the strap on that one bomb missile thing breaks Mm -hmm. and it, like, 
sets off and kills five people or something. Um, and at the time I said that was also a pretty convenient screw up. Um, and I wondered how much uh, ability silence had to interfere in that way. And so I'm just kind of adding this in with that now. My gut says that this is just, it's old equipment and mm-hmm. like they're, they're running it ragged and things like this are just going to happen. Like the, you know, the, the, um, the, the strap for the, the, uh, for the nukes in that one episode. It was a drone. Uh, drone. Yeah. Sorry. If it was a nuke, they'd be real fucked. Yeah. I, I thought that as I said it, but I'm like, you know what? <laughs> just I'll let someone else correct me. <laughs> Rather you know than admitting will. I'm wrong, someone else can correct me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like for a brief moment, because I, I didn't remember her fate, I actually thought we were going to lose Cat here. And that mm-hmm. was really bummed me out. But uh, we don't, thankfully. Uh, and you can see that like as she's you know, like frustrated that like Hot Dog almost killed her. And she's like, you said I was clear. And he's just like. Fuck it. All right, everyone home. And like he's everybody he's go to your rooms. Mm-hmm. He, you know, super frustrated with himself, as he should be, because he's bad at his job. Yeah, he's bad, and he should feel bad. I know. I know. There's a couple scenes in between, but since we're talking about how bad this cag is, uh, I just want to roll with the other scene with him yes. real quick. Yes. Uh, he's trying to coordinate a tanker docking, and he's just fucking it up, just real bad. And Adama comes on the uh, into the CIC and is like, "What's going on?" and and they're telling him, like, he's not doing a good job. And Dom was like, how long has he been at it? And Gaina's like, for four hours, sir. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a routine refueling maneuver. Like, it's just trying to, like, a pilot has to guide the uh, the tanker ship to, to dock and refuel. And I, I just love that you can see in his face and hear in his voice how exhausted Gaina is. He's like, it's been four hours. Yeah. This should have taken four minutes. Jesus. And, uh... And so it's the uh, the 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 striker the the ship and um, Birch is directing aptly uh, named yeah <laughs> very aptly <laughs> named um, Birch is directing Emmett who we know is Sweetness and Sweetness is Whoa. guiding the uh, the striker uh, and all does not go well on this approach and uh, there's actually a collision which uh, is not something you want to have happen in space. Or really anywhere, but really anywhere, but like even a uh, even space a space one of the worst places. Yeah, even a low speed collision in space is uh, is pretty disastrous. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's bad at it. He's real bad at being the tag. <laughs> he's just so bad at it, and everyone knows it. I just love like Adama like walks into this shit show, and like you can see like he's he's not thrilled, and Ty's like. As you know, this isn't the first screw-up. He's like, yes, I know. Like, I realize he's your guy, but... So passive-aggressive. Like, he's saying, this is your fucking guy. But I know... I know he's your guy. But he's he's no no Apollo. Apollo. Aw. And who is? Not me. Zarek and Meyer and Boomer and Alosha and Hilo and Lee and Starbuck and Roslyn... They and Prancer and Vixen. And yeah, and a few other nobodies well, that are part of Zarek's men. Uh, they do end up going down to the, the surface of Kobold. Before uh, they go, though, there's a really important exchange between Zarek and Shithead. I am getting uh, there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead and get there. No, yeah. you say it now. 
I, no, I want, I want to hear you say, you say no, it. No, no, you're so anxious, you do it. What if you say it at the same time? <laughs> what if, okay, Three, do it this way, two, one word at a time. One, no. <laughs> no, so um, this this whole group is, is, uh, has embarked to go, but, uh, you know, Meyer and like, Zarek, like, he's always an opportunist anyway. We know this, mm-hmm. but Meyer has particularly got something stuck in his craw. And, like, he, he doesn't like Lee. And like he also just kind of is infatuated with the idea of somebody not surviving this trip, and uh, <laughs> he just wants someone to die. And he doesn't care he, who. He's decided that it's going to be Lee, uh, to the point where like you know they have an exchange of like trying to figure out like how they're going to plan it, uh, plan it out on the planet, <laughs> um, and um, he's like the. Uh, you know, he's detailing out the plan, and Zarek is like, you know, well, the scriptures do say some of us will die on Kobol. And he's like, one man in particular. <laughs> and then, like, looks at Lee very obviously. <laughs> well, I, I love that, like, I, I love that the way they, they come up with this is they're like, okay, people are going to die. So rather than murder Lee, we're just going to do everything we can to not protect him mm-hmm. is yeah. basically their plan. Like, we'll let the Cylons do it, but, you know. We're not going to help him if, uh, you know, if he gets in trouble. Sorry, that's the something real quick. Of the, like, main cast, though, I think Gonzo's my favorite. Sweetums, definitely. Jesus Christ. So the idea from this comes from, they think that Zarek really should be in charge, is what it, what it is. And mm-hmm. uh, Meyer sees a little too much of uh, Rosalind leaning on Leodama as a basically a replacement for Papadama, and, and they, they decide that you know, he's just got to go. So remember how we talked about Lee being kind of uh, pretentious and entitled, especially where it comes to, <laughs> to Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Well, he has a, a little bit of a moment where you know Starbucks is you know, she's she's sulking a little bit. She's got her pyramid ball that she brought back as a. Uh, both a memento, but also I, I assume as a, a fidget toy because that's mm-hmm. what she's doing. She's mm-hmm. bouncing it against the wall and catching it, and uh, Lee takes it from her like it's you know, like it's a kid's game, and she's just like, "Can I, can I have it back?" Like she has no time for his shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, oh, "Come on, come get it!" And like he's he's fucking with her. He's like, "Where'd you get a pyramid ball anyway?" He's like, I got it on Caprica. Can I just have it back? And like he bounces it off her head and like fucks with her and like. He's trying to be like playful and flirty, and she's just like, "What are you doing, man? Like, dude, just get, I'll give me my fucking ball back." And the fact that he doesn't pick up on that energy until re- I mean, re- barely at all, and it just sh- like because at first when you put it that way, I feel I mean, it's still gross. Like, I still want to slap him, but that energy was so off-putting when mm-hmm. I was watching it, and it is because usually. Uh, Starbuck, what's the word I want? He like hits back. Um, she'll reciprocate, yeah. Like she, yeah, and so then it's fun and they're sparring mm-hmm. and whatever, but when she's just kind of letting it fall flat, and understandably so, it just, it is not, that scene is not fun to watch until. And until. Kind, finally kind of gets the hint, and he's like, look, I know that like it must have been tough. Like he doesn't know what happened to her, but like he can tell that like, Shit went down, and it's been implied that bad things happened to her. Uh, and so he's like, you know, if you need 
need to talk, you know, I'm your friend, I love you, and, you know, if there's anything you want to talk about, you just get it off your chest. And she's like, wait, wait, what was that little part? It's like, what do you mean? It's like, you said you love me. She can't let it go. Leah Dama loves me. And, like, she's like, it's it's almost playful at first, but then, like, she really kind of needles it, like, almost like a how dare you. Mm, mm. How dare you? And like it, it brings that energy right back down. And he's just like, I have to go. That is such a, it is an odd moment. Yeah. Meanwhile, on Koval in the Galleon Meadow Forest. Oh, is that well, what it's called? Yeah, I love it. it actually has a has a name. That's pretty. That's very Zeldian, Hyrulean. Hyrulean, nice, nice reference. Thank you. Um, wouldn't it be Hylian? No. Well, yeah, it would, but yes, it would. God damn it! But as they're as they're walking down the path, um, Elosha takes a moment as, as she consults the scripture that she's writing as they go, uh, and pauses, looks up from writing down that this path should be marked by graves, uh, to say this path should be marked <laughs> by by gravestones, <laughs> uh, and then just happens to see. Uh, one next to her, sure you did. You wrote that down. Um, and she goes to investigate, and there's some sort of religious-looking uh, symbol on it. Uh, but wouldn't you know it, there's also a landmine. Womp womp. No more Alosha. <sighs> Unless she's a Cylon. I don't think she's a Cylon. Do I? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I do. <laughs> she does step on that landmine, though, man. Oof. And uh, uh, chaos, that's the word. Bedlam. It was Bedlam uh, breaks out, and uh, there's a Cylon sneak attack, and they're they're, uh, they're pinned down by some centurions firing all kinds of bullets at them. Lots of Big ones, little ones, medium ones. Question. Mm -hmm. Where do they store the ammo? In their butts. God damn it. I wanted to say in their butts. It's like their hands flip around into guns. <laughs> so first of all, like, the, like there still has to be like a chamber. Yeah. And when like your hand flips around to reveal the chamber, like where like where your hand would still from? be blocked. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's and just then, their bodies like, are so big because they're just completely full of bullets. That's why they sound so heavy. <laughs> yeah. Ka-chung, ka-chung, ka-chung. The centurion They're is actually very lightweight. They're made of like a, like, a, like a titanium or something like that. So super lightweight, but they're just but full of ammunition. Full just full up with bullets. Full up with bullets. It's a Trojan horse of bullets, if you will. Oops, all bullets. <laughs> oh, that's our seasonal spinoff cereal, <laughs> alliteration aside. Um. So there's there's some fighting, there's some shooting, there's some boom booming, there's some cover me, there's some get them, there's some reloading, you know, all, this the, all is the cliches. why I never sought out the show because I thought the show was all Cylon shooting. It was all boom, boom, shoot them up. Yeah, and I yeah. don't care about that generally. But this one was especially cool because uh, Sharon sees an opportunity yes. mm-hmm. and she takes off running and Lee sees her take off running and goes i don't fucking think so and goes running after her much to starbucks <laughs> chagrin and uh you know lee you know she's going for a gun she sees a big old gun she's going for it and lee tackles her but sharon fights him off 
and fires that gun and you think, oh, fuck. But only if you're a Cylon, because she kills all the fucking mm-hmm. Cylons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Lee's like, hmm, maybe they're not all bad. Because <laughs> Lee, again, who like tries to stop her and she wrestles him off and it takes, you know, takes care of the Cylons. He's like, you got to be fracking kidding me. Like, he, he can't believe it. Uh, yeah, and Star- yep. I wrote that in my notes. <laughs> Starbuck just looks like, not bad. Damn. <laughs> so they're, they're starting to think, hey, maybe maybe this one's on our side. Or maybe it's all to. a ruse. I don't think so. A ruse. A ruse. <laughs> I was just going to ask if that was you, President Nixon. Futurella. <laughs> but uh, we cut from from this uh, epic scene of Sharon saving the day uh, back to Adama's quarters. And he's having a little heart-to-heart with, uh, of all people, with D. But we don't realize that right away. Yeah, I was surprised at that reveal. I thought it was going to be like... I literally anyone else like crash down somebody that i thought i assumed ty at first but then like they kept kind of like showing a silhouette like really super blurred out and i actually thought it was ellen for a moment which oh ellen would have been good too i was expecting somebody that we were supposed to think was dead and this was going to be a cylon reveal Um, and i guess it still could have been revealing a cylon because i'm sometimes i think that d might be a cylon um, though I think it doesn't make sense for her and Billy to both be Cylons, and I, Billy's still a Cylon. Um, in fact, if Billy's never revealed to be a Cylon, it's only because they never told us there was a 13th one. Also important to note that uh, Adama's again, once again working on his model ship. Thank you. Yes. That fucker is going to get smashed to shit. I can't wait. <laughs> he's putting so much care into so it. So like much. He's like painting the fine details and like, it's a good looking ship. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a fine ship. Adama's talking about, you know, the, all the, the feelings of betrayal and how it can, like, really, like, squeeze your heart like a python into, like, yeah. all you have is just this rage. And, like, you, you, he's like, I feel like I want to scream, like I'm going to burst. Aww. And she's like, you know, can I, can I say something? <laughs> he, he gives her permission, like, speak your mind. Um. She's like, I don't think the problem is that you've been betrayed. I think it's that you feel helpless. You were shot, you were injured, and you couldn't do anything. He's like, don't make excuses for me. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally had a chance to do something, and he's like, well, no, that's, I, I'm, I'm sorry I ever asked. Like, we should probably just be done now. She's like, you let us down. Like, boom, hard truth. Yeah, man. I'm Art not truth. mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> She's like great. she calls him right out, like she's knowing so that, good in the scene. Like, you know, he 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 opened the door and she walked right in with it. Mm-hmm. Like you made a promise to us all to find Earth, to find a home together, and you know it doesn't matter what the president or Lee did because every day we remain apart is a day that you've broken your promise. The people aboard those ships made their own decision, and. He like kind of tries to pass it off. He's like, you know, that was their decision, not mine. You know, you're dismissed. And she's like, you asked to talk to me, maybe because you don't think I have anything to say, but I do. It's time to heal the wounds. Oh, Mic so drop. Good. And uh, a quick cut back to the Galactica CIC, and our uh, our wonderful Highlands music starts again. Yes. As, and uh, we've got a Dama. It's it's that's it's the father son Adama theme, so which I love, and Adama's standing at a literal crossroads in the ship's hallway, <laughs> as if as if the metaphor wasn't clear enough yet. Yeah, like as like you see him stop, 
and he comes to a decision internally and he walks back to the CIC and asks for the recon information on Kobol. Kobol! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and he says, yeah, we're getting the band back together. I'm on a mission from the gods. <laughs> you know, it's we're, like we're Blues going. Brothers. And we don't like, need maps of Kobol. There's a theme here, too. He may be stubborn, and it may take him a while to come around, but Adama listens to the women in his life. That's a good point. As everyone should. Say it again. Adama listens to women, and so should you. (laughs) Put that on a shirt. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. Yes. So say we all. (laughs) So say we all. Uh, yeah, he, he, he gives this little, you know, I'm putting the fleet back together. I'm putting our family back together. This ends now. So, <laughs> Caleb, you, you should do it in your Adama voice because you're so good at it. I'm putting the fleet back together. I'm putting our family back together. This ends now. Ooh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> Cobalt! <laughs> that is a jarring juxtaposition. <laughs> They're such completely different characters. Oh, I, I love it so much. So good. And that is that's a wrap on part one of Home. Yeah, so uh, while we get the recon information on the uh, the next episode, uh, we're, uh, we'll spool up our FTL drives and uh, we'll see you at Cobol. Yeah. Home is wherever I'm with you. Tune in next Bill week Adama. at Cobol. Home. We'll see you there. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.